Hi, everybody. I'm Vicki. I'm Lynn. And I'm Bree. And we are... Telling on ourselves. Yay. So exciting. We are back with another episode and another hot shot rock star amazing guest but before we tell you the reveal of who that amazing human being is we're going to talk about first thought wrong and i i won the golden ticket with that um so i've been doing this leadership training and i've been learning a lot about myself and how I operate in the world. And it's been fascinating. And um, in some ways, really great. And in other ways, really embarrassing. The good news is, I don't know what they're doing in this transformational leadership training, but I'm not shaming myself as much. So that is really a powerful um, result of how they are training me. And I'm pretty honored to... um, allow myself the freedom to not judge myself like I normally do. Not saying that I don't, but I really am able to pull myself out of it. And the way they have it set up is you have a team that also pulls you out of it, right? So it's just the the workings and the mechanism of that is so powerful for me. But what I discovered yesterday is they were trying to like encourage us to have a sense of urgency. And because leaders have urgency and leaders aren't afraid to ask for what they need and all this stuff. And the whole idea is to practice these skills. And um, I had a, I had a, something planned with someone at noon and it was 10 to noon and I was asked to call that person. And I said, well, honestly, I think it's rude just like this. I, and this was my coach. I'm like, honestly, I think it's rude to call that person 10 minutes earlier because they told me 12 o'clock and I don't think it's a good idea to call 10 minutes earlier. And she's like, okay, um, is there a reason why you're getting upset about it? <laughs> she's like, what's that about? And I'm like, I don't know. I just think I want to keep my word because a lot of it is about keeping your word. Okay. So she's like, well, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just, I was just making a suggestion. And, and she said, so what do you think's underneath your resistance there? And I was like, oh God. And I'm like, well, I don't like to be told what to do and when to do it. And what ha- what happened, and I hope my, my mom doesn't really listen to the podcast. I hope she's not listening, but, um, she always used to be like, Vicki, you need to be home at three o'clock. If you're home at 301, you are going to get grounded for a week or you're going to stand in the corner for a week. Just in, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, you know, she was very adamant about telling me what to do when I needed to do it. And if I didn't do something right, like right isn't the right word, her way, the way she felt it was correct, I had to redo it. So I have, I think I, and... I literally, when I would get in trouble because I was very defiant, which I still am just noticing in this class how defiant I was um, and having to have the last word. I mean, there are so many first thoughts wrongs going on in my brain right now that are just exploding. But um, so so I was defiant because I felt like that thing was <laughs> triggered. In me. Yeah. No, I don't have to do what you want me to do when you want me to do it. I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. And how did that serve me back then is the same way it's serving me now. Not very well. I don't act nice. I don't feel nice. I don't show up as loving and kind. I was I was kind of a bitch to my coach. Like I really was, I was a jerk and it was, I could sense that tone in me, that same feeling and, and the, the power of this work that I'm doing is that they put you in the situation. So you, those things come up and then they ask you why it's coming up. So you're actually learning it as you go. And it's, it's beyond powerful for me. And like I said, I'm not shaming myself if I, before I did this work, I would have shamed myself real hard about doing that. Okay. Now I can kind of laugh about it. I can notice it. And I mean, it was within five seconds when she asked me that question and I was able to re, you know, go backwards and see where, where that came from. And like, Oh, that's why, because I don't want to be put in the corner. You don't put Vicky in a corner. I have gotten past that, but guess what? I am manifesting feeling like being put in the corner 
because of my resistance to suggestions. So there is so much wrapped up in that. But I think for me, the victory is not being mad at myself and actually taking the coaching and applying it to my life and seeing where it keeps coming up. And, you know, it's going to be normal for me to have that, that reaction. That, that is a neural pathway that was put in there a long, long time ago. And it wasn't because my mom was trying to be mean to me. It was just the way that the family operated at the time because she was managing me and three toddlers. So, you know, an eight, an eight nine, 10 year old and, and, and a three and a one year old. I mean, I can, as a mom now, I can only imagine how that was. But when I was that age, I was like, you don't tell me what to do. Why do you get to tell me what to do? And I just made, you know, I just instigated more drama. I just kept creating drama. So I did it again as a 47-year-old in a class that I'm taking, that I'm paying for, that I want to take. So I just find it so friggin' amusing. And I'm so grateful that I'm doing it and that I'm brave enough to do it. And I'm brave enough to be honest because I told her how I felt. And it wasn't pretty. And I talk about this. We're like a toddler when we start these new behaviors. And I am a toddler right now. And I am getting, I am playing the game full out. And I am so very excited about the results that are already happening that I can't wait to see what happens in three months. So to be continued, girls, thanks for being in my life. Thanks for allowing me to grow. And please keep me accountable when you see me doing these things. That's how you can support me. I love you all. That's amazing, Vicki. Um, you know, we learned that, or I have been learning that through the program as well, through the 12-step program that I use and through uh, meditation has helped me a lot to identify those behaviors. So, sometimes you can't help the reaction, but you can at least identify it. And that's been huge for me. I may still do it nine times out of 10, but at least I see myself as I'm doing it as opposed to just getting caught up in the wave of the feeling and the emotion and being carried away. That's awesome. And you're not, it doesn't sound like you're shaming yourself either. Most of the time, not. Sometimes I beat myself up about it. Yeah. But I mean, in conversations I've had with you and that kind of stuff has come up, come up. Um, you haven't I know it's gross oh my god we are disgusting humans Um, (laughs) Brie just made a really that's gonna be the title for this episode (laughs) we just when stuff just cummed up oh my god I don't know. This is Dar's episode. It needs to be magical Um, so that leads us to the introduction of our guest how about that Perfect. On that note, someone who's overcome cummed up, um, we will we will bring in the most beautiful human who is in the process of saving my life and um, a spiritual mentor and a friend and just a, a lover of life. So, um, Dar, thanks for being here. Hi. Thank you for having me and allowing me the the opportunity and really the um, experience to be a part of telling on ourselves. I have known about this and your podcast and have listened. And so thank you. Thank you for having me today. I thought it would be kind of cool, Dar, if you're okay with it, that if each of us could kind of tell our story of how we met you, because I think you impacted us all like greatly and, and in different ways. It's kind of cool. So if you're okay with it, take it away. Bree, do you want to start? I love your story. I'll start first since I've actually known her the longest. You sure have. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even remember how old I was when I met you. Well, I'd say maybe how, like, how old are you now? I, um, I'm 31 now. Yeah. Probably you were four five little blonde pigtails in your little two-piece running around your pool. Absolutely. I just remember growing up and knowing you and your sister, your twin sister, and just thinking how pretty you guys, these blonde twins. And I just was like, you look just like my Barbies. And I just, (laughs) 
I just thought you guys were so cool. I'm just telling you this right now. And so whenever, you know, my mom would have you guys over, I was just like, she'd be like, the twins are coming. And I'd be like, oh, the twins are coming. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that was really neat. And so I've known you guys forever before you guys even knew I was an alcoholic before I knew I was an mm -hmm. alcoholic. Mm -hmm. You guys mm -hmm. were in my life, and mm -hmm. so that's really special to me. Uh, and then also one of the first meetings that I ever went to, um, I don't know if you remember this, but you guys had, you were in the parking lot of the church off of Highland. I, I was in the parking lot, and you guys had come out of your car, or I, I, and I was just like, hey, and you're like, oh, hi. I don't think you recognize me. And I was like, it's Bree McGarvey, Nancy Joe's daughter. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I remember that. I remember um, that. Mm -hmm. It was so scary to be there. That was my first meeting, my first mm -hmm. meeting in recovery. It was the first meeting I had gone to. And to be mm -hmm. able to see some of the faces, and I don't know whose names I can say here, but, you know, to see some of the OG crew that I remember seeing when I was growing up all through elementary into mm -hmm. high school, and to have mm -hmm. there was like six of you in that meeting. And it was just so much peace knowing that you were all there. Mm -hmm. So it made it a lot less scary. Yeah. That was really beautiful. So that's how I know. That's how I know, Dar. Yeah. What a that's gift. Cool. Vicki, you want to go? And then I'll do definition. Well, aren't you going to go too? Yes. I said you go. And then, yeah. Okay. I got it. You'll do that yeah. and then roll right into definition. There you go. I love it. You're <laughs> so smart. Um, so I was at this uh, spiritual retreat and I had about like four bracelets on um, that my friend that has been on the podcast, uh, Mama Donna, gave to me. And I loved them. They're so cool. And they're like shabby cheek and, and hippie boho look. And I love them. And they were like all meaningful um, stones and all this cool stuff. And um, I had them all on. And I'm sitting at this small group. And this woman that's across the table says to me in this very um, uh, clear way. And she says, Vicki, is it okay if I ask you something? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she says, "Did you, where did you get those bracelets? And I said, oh, my friend gave me them. And, and you're like, which friend? And I said, Donna. And you said, Donna C. And I said, yep. And she just had walked by us. <laughs> and she said, I'm pretty sure I made those. <laughs> those are my bracelets. And... um. Yeah. And it was just, you know, it was just hilarious. It, it was so cool. And and so I had been carrying her with me for like a year before I even met her. So her like presence and energy was with me before I even met her. And then I was in the situation where I needed some help. And um, we had this one, you know, a lot of times in these spiritual retreats, you break up into small groups. And we just happened to have one of the most powerful small groups I have ever experienced at any retreat. We just, um, the, there were some new people. There was, there, there was just, we were all so open. And, um, and I just connected with Dar. You know, I just kept connecting with her. And I finally asked her to be my guide. And um, she said yes. Uh, and it was, um, I was really nervous. Oh my gosh, I was so nervous about asking because, you know, she was just so, um, you know, when you see somebody that has this thing that you want, this like calm, this really good energy. And, and this is really the crux of what happens to us in, in the, in these rooms or in spiritual rooms in general, I think it doesn't have to be um, 12 step programs, but when you, when you see someone behaving in a way you want to be, first of all, that way is inside of you. You just don't know how to get it out. But that attraction is this thing that if you're humble enough, if you're brave enough, if you're courageous enough, if you just ask, it's like it's put there for a reason, right? Like we were put in that group for a reason so that I could connect with you because after that, the growth in my life and the changes in my life, I absolutely needed your being to help me through that. And 
and and the honesty that you have brought to my life with love um, is exactly what has helped me get to this point of self-acceptance and, and at least willing to work on it. So I'm just... I'm just honored that the universe put us in the sm same small group and that I had been wearing your bracelets and you're just, and she's an amazing bracelet maker. I am going to do a plug for her. She has, it's my indigo. What's it called? My indigo heart. My indigo heart. She does amazing work. I am telling you, and I'm, I'm working on getting her Etsy shop set up, but yes, you, are. you know, life is very busy, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to hold her to a date and we will, uh, we will get her, maybe one of her things, we can do a giveaway or something like that so that everybody can see her stuff and we can put it on Instagram. It, maybe it'll be a, uh, uh, like a challenge that you guys have to tag some people. So we'll work on that. We'll get back to you on that. But yeah, that's Dar. And she is, you guys are in for a treat today. That's all I got. Thanks, Vicki. Um, that same retreat that Vicki's talking about was, that's when I met Vicki as well. And I'd only been in Illinois for a couple of months and didn't really know anybody. And I showed up at that <laughs> retreat. So also I had never really done serious meditation. I had never for sure done a guided meditation. So that was one of the roles that Dar played in this retreat was she was our um, doing these workshops with guided meditation. So the very first one that we did was a fairly large group. Um, I think it was almost everybody that was at the retreat. And um, it was kind of long, about 45 minutes, I think. And I, um, I, I started crying. So, and I remember exactly, she said, put your hand on your heart. And I was doing that. And it's like something, it, it's loosened up. I felt like these ties, the knots getting loose and I cried and I cried. And I, I, to this day, that's still one of the most powerful experiences I've ever been through. So, um, the, I walked away with that going, that woman, she knows her shit. <laughs> she is good. And I assumed that Vicki had known her for a long time because that's how quickly they connected y'all. It was like, um, this instant thing kismet that they had. So as I got to know Vicki and we started on the podcast, I just assumed they'd known each other. Cause you know, they're both from the same area. And then, um, I found out about the bracelets, of course, which you all have to see. They're amazing. So she was doing that summer. She was doing an art show and I uh, saw a, a site or something and I just showed up and I'm like, hey, I want to get some of your bracelets. So we started chatting and she was telling me about this workshop that she does. And I'm like, oh, I do food. And she's like, wait a minute. So I started being the caterer for these art workshops that she and her, and her wife do. And another a connection and another way that I was able to connect with people, which leads me to um, today's kind of the, the name of the show and the definition I'm going to do is the ripple effect. And the ripple effect that we all have had in each other's lives because of, and I think, Vicki, it was, it was absolutely destined to be, we needed to be in each other's lives. And I love how you said that, that the reason you're attracted to someone is because they have, that you already have inside you. It's like you don't know how to access it. And that's absolutely how I felt with Dar as well. So um, I will do the definition for ripple effect. And it's kind of cool. <clears throat> it is a spreading effect or series of consequences caused by a single action or event. So that's that's how we're going to get it rolling. And Dar, you can jump in and um, kind of tell us about how ripple effect has worked in your life. <clears throat> Thanks everybody for really uh, Bree and Vicki and Lynn and Chelsea. Thank you. Um, you know, sometimes we can become so just what's in front of us and really um, and thinking about with looking into the current situation and whatnot. And and something I really value is reflection, and that's what's caused me to do is reflection here and listening to each of your stories and how each of you have shared how um, our lives, how we now are walking similar paths that we are on the same path and, and before that we weren't and and so Brie uh, you know knowing you from when you're a little person until um you know, or Vicky and the bracelets and truth be told, I was sitting there hoping this lady doesn't see me like staring at her bracelets and, 
And then, of course, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, anybody can do that. I mean, she probably got them off of Etsy and there's no chance they were, you know, I would have created them and and then look away and hope she didn't notice me staring at them. And then um, and Lynn with the meditation piece, um, you know, something that has been popping up for me these last few months is. And this is all to my Angelou and I'm paraphrasing it. People don't always remember what you said. People won't always remember what what you've done for them. But people will always, always remember how you treated them and how you made them feel. Thank you, Maya, for that one. And then the, the reflection piece, because reflecting upon you know, it's been a couple years, you know, Vicki and I are coming up on our two year anniversary of working together and, and sharing this journey and, and reflecting and reflection. It's and, and reflecting back on our past isn't like turning around and doing a full, full about face and staring at our past. It's, it's more that glancing over our shoulder and continuing to, uh, take away from our past experiences what it is we need to to learn and so thank you all for sharing those experiences and and um can I share one more thought about that yeah um everything that I do today was because someone else did it before me every most everything I do is because more specifically, you know, other women created a space. So when Vicki says, um, you know, we're not able to access it, we see other people. But first the environment or the experience needed to be created first for me to be able to feel that safety, that love, that security so that I then could be vulnerable and look at my own cracks, my own brokenness. And it goes right along with that ripple effect then is me now being in a space to create that safe, loving, nurturing, supportive, encouraging environment for others. As because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm not able to be in those situations with Vicki and or Lynn or Bree or Chelsea had I not been given and provided those similar experiences. When I'm in my early 20s, mid 20s, and, and I don't want to attach an age to it because anybody, you know, it's not about an age or a number that was given to me and provided for me to heal. And I was comforted and I was loved and encouraged and supported and listened to. And people held space for me without putting their own expectations on me. Um, a couple of things, and I'll first say, um, people not putting their expectations on you, that is such a tough uh, thing to do or to have. Um, it's hard to not put expectations on people. It's hard to not imagine the expectations that people have for us. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we could spend the rest of our lives working on that one. How do you navigate that? That's a great question, Lynn, and, you know, people's expectations on me, and sometimes they can be social constructs, mm. ideas that have been socially constructed, and I had the perfect social con construction and the social norms in my life, and the ideas of what I thought everyone but I was expected, you know, college educated, master's degree, uh, had the amazing marriage and 
um, you know, heterosexual marriage and, and uh, two, two amazing sons and, you know, the BMW in the garage and, you know, lived on almost a full acre with this beautiful pine trees, like a mini forest in our backyard. And that I thought, those are my dreams. And yet there was still this conflict within. And once I was able to recognize them as expectations that others had for me, it wasn't on that, until then that I, uh, something burst and um, hit, an, hit another uh, bottom, if you will, and had a relapse. And, and then things really broke open. And I, my hands literally let loose of the grip. I didn't realize how tightly I was hanging on to, whether it be emotionally, mentally, physically, socially, hanging on to these ideas and expectations that I was surrounded with. And then I, you know, made the, made some really big uh, leaps. And what I realized in leaping, the expectations that people had for me made them incredibly uncomfortable. And I experienced a lot of judgment. I experienced a lot of criticism for making the decisions I'd made, which led to a, a divorce, um, finding the love of my life, my soulmate. And I used to think that soulmate stuff was for other people and that was just like you know um for other people and and i never really put a lot of uh a lot of stock into soulmates and and here i am today living a, a life beyond my wildest dreams but had i not had some spiritual breakthroughs i'm not living the life i am today so does that really answer that question? How do I navigate it today? How do I navigate it specifically? Um, I'm becoming even more so um, uncomfortable with who I am. I have no one that I need to be liked by. I don't need anyone's approval. If my life is not hurting or harming someone else, and I continue to stay even more rooted in love and kindness, compassion. There are no expectations. The only expectations I have to try and deal with are the ones I have on myself. But as far as really digging into and unpacking what those social expectations are, those social norms, Dar, thank you for your vulnerability and for sharing that um, story of hope because, um, you know, I, I still struggle sometimes with the ideas of what I think everybody thinks I should do. But what struck me is you walked through, like, the freedom you must feel because you walked through the judgment anyways, but you still chose yourself, right? And what a powerful thing to teach your children. What a powerful thing to teach us that are on this journey with you. Because for me, I don't realize how much those social constructs are, are embedded into my way of being. I don't realize that I'm operating from a place of, oh, I just want to make them feel comfortable. I don't want to make people uncomfortable. So even if I have that truth and I'm being true to myself, I might not be being true out loud. And I think that is something that is coming up for me a lot with this past year. And, I, and you know, I've talked to you all about it. And, um, and that idea of showing up with my truth without worrying what other people say and, and and that has been huge practice and I still haven't fully 
dove into that, but that's what I heard you do and you did it. And I would just like to ask you what that feels like in terms of your freedom or, you know, how that liberated your soul as a woman. I'm pausing and smiling and because the word that really resonates is freedom. Once I came to terms with, because see, when I had all that other pieces in place, the address, the tax bracket, because we can become wired that, you know, make more money, make, um, you know, bigger home. Because let's face it, I mean, where our address sets us is the car we drive, our careers. Those are expectations and, and really looking at once we go within and experience a true freedom, and that's what I do, that, that liberation, that freedom to live, that it is only and ever about what is within. Because all that other things we're talking about, things, those all fall into place, or if they're supposed to or not. But living my truth and who I am, because if I get concerned about what others are thinking about me, or if people are critical of me, it, I'm able to really just pause and separate what's mine and what's not mine. Because oftentimes how I am living must be making someone else incredibly uncomfortable and that's not about me that's not about me I'm living my life I don't know if that answers the question but kind of is uh totally it's just, yeah it's it's really um an act of intention and an act of I'm not here I'm we're not meant to be like small and boxed in and we are meant to live with a creativity and a fullness and a joy I mean how many times do we get to really truly experience like pure unadulterated joy what is what is that well the deeper I feel my pain and the frustration and the anger it's okay to feel angry. The deeper I feel the joy, the fullness, the freedom that I am meant to feel. And it is not easy going through it. It is not easy. Because there were people spreading gossip. And people were angry. People were feeling guilty about the decisions I was making, their guilt, their frustration. Wait, what? This was about me choosing joy. This was about me choosing happiness. So how did you learn not to take all of that on, all those other people's uh, disappointment, dismay, judgment, fear, all of anger, all of that stuff? How did you learn how to not take that on? I'm going to connect it right back to what we've already been talking about today, gals. There were people there for me that provided... They held space for me. They did not make it about them. They held space for me to be safe and to share and express everything and anything, to reach a level of vulnerability. And was I scared? Yes. 
Was I afraid? Yes. Was there fear? Of course. Yet I got little glimpses of faith, belief, hope, trusting. Because people were non-judgmental. And that's why it's crucial, I believe, so deeply in providing that. That is like one of our purposes then, if we've walked through it, then to be able to provide and give others that space to move through it. Just as what was given to me. And to say, you're okay. And then the power becomes when we believe, when I deeply believed, I'm okay. There was this deep down, deep-seated depth of, this is the greater plan. This is the purpose. And it wasn't that it happened at 46 or 47, 44 to be exact. What mattered is that it happened exactly at the time it was supposed to, so that I had enough time now to be able to provide and give to others. And I'll say to others, I'm a sorry free zone. You don't need to apologize. What are you apologizing for? I'm, I'm, I'm judgment free. It's because that's what was given to me. It's very powerful. Thank you. It's a lot of deep um, threads today. I'm choosing joy. I am choosing joy. One of the words I wrote down when you were talking was that kept was my neon sign was authenticity. Um, I think that that is for me personally so important and was so elusive for so long because there were too many other walls I was trying to hold up, you know, too many um, plates in the air, however you want to say it. And now that I feel like I am on the path to living an authentic life, there is freedom. And, you know, there's your ripple effect. Um, when, you, when you find a way to be true to yourself, to have, to be, to find and feel that freedom like you've never known before is irreplaceable. I just love, you know, our topic is the ripple effect. And it truly is, right? Like these women in your life planted seeds that permeated you over time or grew in you over time. And you said, you know, you just do things out of love, kindness and compassion you didn't attach to the outcome you don't know what you say or what you do when and how it's going to affect somebody like me you know 28 years later like Vicky a year mm -hmm. later after wearing your bracelet it's like Lynn just in a meditation you're not meditating for Lynn to like you you're not making bracelets for Vicky to like you you know you just did things that you felt called to do we're not attached to any sort of outcome besides loving kindness and compassion. That's not even the outcome. That was the source of it. So you wouldn't even attached to any outcome. Just that little bloop and then the ripple. And I just think it's so insanely awesome. Just like the synchronicities of this universe, right? To have the yeah. bracelets, to have Lynn's exactly. and to have me, you know, 25, 20 years later, it's all those little seeds that were just planted and you didn't know what was going to grow or come of it. You had no idea. You just did it. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest. Sometimes I still get caught up in what's in it for me. What's in it. For we me? all do. We all do. And that's our humanness. And I think you, we, I think this program and the tribe, it helps us grow and to realize that. I, I mean, I don't, stay there I, I've definitely seen myself grow right. over time you know right. so yeah I don't have to be perfect and I don't always have to be the most selfless giving person all the time not yet you know I'm just I'm still becoming that but I'm seeing other other women do that and it's yeah like what you were talking about Vicky about seeing something in Dar that you wanted and I see that and it's like oh I want to be able to come from that space of selflessness of loving kindness that is unattached to the result or what's in it for me and how am I going to benefit from this? I want that. It doesn't come naturally to me right now all the time. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Well, and that's the spiritual work, I think. 
you know, that's the spiritual work. And that's behind the, like, that's where meditation for me comes in so, so much power, right? Is that ability to see, like, you know, I'm a very uh, busy body, um, speedy Gonzalez and everything I do. And um, as I've learned how to get quiet and, and meditate. And I still think, and w- one thing that Dar says in her meditations is the, the brain thinks, the lungs breathe, you know? And um, that, getting that from you was, was my catalyst to understanding meditation and forgiving myself for not having that uh, clear mind that I thought I was supposed to have, you know, and um, knowing that, oh yeah, this is what's supposed to happen. And this is the work. This is the work is to see when my ego is flaring up and then to allow it without judgment. I mean, oh my gosh, all these dots are connecting right now. And I want to say something that just really spoke to me is that that you said it was this deep-seated truth inside of you, this deep-seated, like it was in you and you just knew it was right. So no matter what the challenges were, you you were able to have faith to walk through that. And, yep. and that bravery is what gave me bravery and what continues to give me bravery, right? Because um, it's... It's scary. Putting yourself out in life is scary. And we put up these walls like Lynn was talking about. And we, but, but I, it's amazing. You know, every single thing right now, meditation is very uh, trending. Thank God. I'm so glad it's trending. I don't think trends are bad. I think trends are good, actually, at least this one and a lot of them. But so it's trending and thank God, because if we're all able to take a kind of quiet look at ourselves and, you know, we had a reading this morning and it was about these urges, right? These urges to do something. Like I had an urge to do this goofy, a mindful minute one time and when Dar gave me permission and I didn't need her permission, but she encouraged me to just go with it, go with the urge because, you know, second guessing ourselves can keep us in ego, right? That gives me, yeah, that's what ego wants. I feel like ego wants me to be scared. Mm-hmm. My heart wants me to be free. So it's like this game between the head and the heart and, and um, having other people to encourage you and give you and hold space for you and your ideas and let you fail, let you fail, let you learn. Because if someone gives you the exact things to do, that's one thing about what I've learned in this journey specifically is I have been lucky enough to have women in my life that haven't told me what to do and how to do it, even though I wanted that. I did want that. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know is not an answer, Vicki. That's what I hear a lot. I don't know is not an answer. I don't know is not a feeling. Confusion is not a feeling. And, um, and and it's that's me deflecting from my feelings. So my whole point was feelings can't hit a moving target, right? So as I've learned to meditate and allow these thoughts to come, I've allowed the feelings more and more. And I'm still gathering this courage to do it. But what a gift to have this um, community of people that are doing it, that are walking the walk and giving me the courage to show up too. So thank you all, all, all of you. And I'm just super grateful that this, um, this life has led, led, led us to this very minute because this podcast has been uh, fueled a lot by, by your guidance in, in my life. And I'm about to cry, but, but I don't know if I would, we would still be doing this without your, well, even the beginning, because I was so worried about my anonymity and, and, and breaking like things like traditions. And there was so much fear and ego, but you, you were like, who are you not to share with other people? Who are you going to help? You don't even know who you're going to help and that ripple effect. And, and the whole thing with WWPPG and just putting myself out there for our meeting and and what it turned into. And when you asked me, would you have done this if you knew that there was going to be 17,000 people in this Facebook group? And I said, hell no. Um, So, so just thank you for your presence of allowing me to learn Mm -hmm. through you, your, what you've learned 
from others, right? And that whole generational thing. And then letting me fall and come back and still that lack of judgment. And I think if we can all give that to each other, we are going to be on much better footing. Here, here. And the reading that Vicki was referring to earlier today, it's funny because I keep thinking back to different um, passages in it. And one of them was, we never know um, contact with another person. We never know what's going to happen from that. It's like, you know, we meet so many people in our daily lives, maybe not as many right now during pandemic, but I always think about when I used to travel for work a lot, I would, um, in an airplane would always end up finding like some connection with whoever's sitting beside me, It'd be like three degrees from Kentucky or school or person. And, you know, I would walk away knowing I'd never lay eyes on that person again, but there was that, that human connection. And I realized, you know, how much I was wanting and needing mm-hmm. that. And that's the beauty of the ripple effect is if you can think of it as there's, there's no ego there. We're just doing our thing with love and kindness and compassion. Like Bree so beautifully said, um, you don't know what's going to happen and that's okay. We don't need to know. It's, it's part of that, that beautiful tapestry that we are a thread in. And, you know, when you touch on a really important point that kind of activates the thought in me is, is living in the unknown. And one of the things that the pandemic, I believe, has really stirred up even for my, you know, very much for myself is, is I want to, I want to know, I want to know, and I can put these expectations on myself of how to navigate this pandemic. And then on top of it, you know, a wholesale change and how I deliver my education and my teaching. And then in my, um, in my marriage, in my being a mom, I mean, it is all about the unknown because the brain, our brains are wanting to reach into a area of, Oh, this is how I've done this in the past. And like, and related to some, and everything about this pandemic is causing us to be in the unknown. And then to uh, tack on one more thought is about this meditation piece during this pandemic. So you have this, this, this mind in this space of unknown energy, energy, anxiety. And then, wow, now I'm going to like try and sit and meditate. It's, it's like almost con- conflicting. And, you know, the heart beats, the lungs breathe, the mind thinks. And framing it up that meditation for me now today to give my mind time to rest. Meditation is resting. Because it's impossible to have the mind to fully stop thinking. And I think sometimes people think meditation is, oh, I, I got to stop thinking. I, I can't stop thinking. I can't stop thinking. I'm a thinker. I can't stop. I can't sit still. Because the moment we, uh, that resting pauses it's inevitable that some feelings are going to begin to surface and so what's the best way to shut that down is to start thinking again and so it 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 doesn't need to be in conflict it it can be a space that we um i still to this day will even this morning i'm doing some meditation and i have thoughts absolutely and then i simply label it i am thinking i am thinking And I come back to the breath, breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out, rest, resting the mind in a space that is overly demanding us to know because our souls, our minds, we crave definition and, and everything about this time right now is being busy, almost creating a new normal or such a new different. We're coming up on a year already with the, the pandemic and, and being in these isolative, because, you know, I mean, all of us just listen to us and we're all like social beings. Uh, you know, we crave that connection and, and, uh, face to face and and so we're having to 
see this time is it's asking us it's asked me to spend more time with myself which can be uncomfortable at times it's going to be uncomfortable it's going to be awkward i get awkward with myself i mean come on who doesn't you know um I, and then I try to maybe add humor to it once in a while, but, you know, or uh, being way less critical of self and being way less judgmental. And, and uh, my mind thinks it experiences, you know, thousands and thousands of thoughts a day. And it seems even ramped up because this time as, uh, you know, is, is causing us to think about things like we've never had to think about before. And so really staying in, staying in the game with the meditation and not giving up on it because it's not easy. It's not easy right now. Stay with yourself. Stay with yourself. Stay, stay there. You'll be okay. Stay there. Stay with yourself. You'll be okay. We'll get through this together. We will get through this together. We're not meant to do this by ourselves. And go in the darkness. Look at the shadows of ourselves that we want to deny or keep over there or compartmentalize. And we find out that when we bring it out into the light and we have others around us, we'll walk through that too. It's not quite so overwhelming, it's that shared humanness. In the vulnerability, talk about it. Talk about it. Find people that you're safe with. People that don't put their expectations on you or their judgments. Gold people. Yeah, those people. And meditation will sometimes let the dark out and stay with it. You'll be okay. I don't think I have one golden nugget. I think I have 50 golden nuggets. <laughs> Same here. Um, I will tell you though something that she said most recently that just like flew up in my face and said, write this down, Lynn. <laughs> Our souls and minds crave definition. That blew my mind. That was a that was a biggie. We do crave definition. We crave parameters so we know how to move, how to live, how to be. And that's why I think that's why the pandemic is being so hard because it hasn't been done before and we don't know what to do and what's what's expected of us. You know, that that awful um, what's expected of us. What can we do? I read a, a thing yesterday on the news. I wish I hadn't. It said parts of South America and Africa won't get vaccines till 2023. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> you know, so we're never really going to be able to travel internationally again. That's immediately where my mind went to. But it, it's again, it's because my mind is craving some kind of definition. Yeah. Which is probably to bring it back to the social construct, which is probably why we as humans create those so that we can feel that safety of definition, of that security of definition. But unfortunately, it also closes off our creativity and our openness. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to kind of take something grasping, reaching for something to align with these values or these these um, things that we know. Um, even like going to a, the, the simple, I mean, how simple did it used to be to go to the grocery store? <laughs> and now it's like the, there's this pre get ready for the gro- to go grocery shopping while you grocery shopping and then the post grocery shopping and then the emotionally going okay that's done that's good it's it's okay i 
Um, and and that that those are I'm I'm now finding myself having to give credence to that is going to be emotionally draining or take energy that energy that I used to use to do so many other things or um, and and uh, so I just want to share this with um, I realized as I'm talking on this podcast that sometimes I can struggle truly articulating and fight and I will almost like be word finding for sharing some of my experiences and I'd heard or read some time ago that when we're having trouble articulating or putting into words or verbalizing an experience or experiences that is the true definition of a spiritual experience. And so I'm finding, and, and I'm, again, as I'm, I'm on this podcast and, and so grateful to be that, that it's more of an energy I feel within than being able to attach a whole bunch of words to it. Bree, do you have any golden nuggets you want to share? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I think for me, it's just like truly the ripple effect of planting a seed with nothing but kindness and love or not even knowing you're planting a seed, which is even more beautiful. Like you're just living life led by spirit. And then there's all these magnificent outcomes and you probably don't even know 99% of them, right? You're right. Probably um, don't, yeah. But we're, there's three or four of them sitting here with you today. So you do get to see a couple of your pretty little daffodils that you've planted seeds and <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if you don't want to be a daffodil one that's okay <laughs> um but yeah just like, it's just such a beautiful example for me of like what I really esteemed to you know like sobriety has given me an opportunity to be a, a seed you know a gardener a seed, a seed planter I don't know um so it just makes me really conscious of that that's my golden nugget of being like super conscious of you know, the seeds we're planting. And even when you were talking about bullying, like I bullied, I bullied too. And I just thought, I'm like, wow, those were terrible seeds to plant. Like who knows what those people are going through now, you know? So it's just this huge uh, awakening to that. And like, kind of like makes me go forth more consciously, I guess. So that's my golden nugget. I'll go. Um, one thing that really is calling me is being able to create space for other women and, and using my experience, what, what you've done for me and giving, paying that forward for others and, and how very important that is. And um, without judgment, without judgment. And, and one of the things that really I, 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 in recovery for many years, I try not to judge myself or judge others. And um, in so doing, I, I realize how much I do it, just like the brain thinks, you know, Vicki judges. And um, I get to learn how to not, I get to learn how to see when I'm doing it and make another choice. So my calling today is to give space to women who need it too, just like me. Here, here. And if I may add, so much of who I am today has been a result of the willingness to go within and do the work within and heal myself. Because this isn't something that I can do from, you know, having the right books or the right incense or the right that's that's none of that this is all it's a better deeper understanding of me so that i now enable to walk with you because ultimately we're here just walking each other home thank you thank you for the experience today thank you dar namaste Namaste. Namaste. Well, can I do a <laughs> dad joke? Yeah. 
Because it's so apropos. So here in Chicagoland area, we got a foot of snow last night, not really exaggerating much. Um, And I don't know why I saw this a long time ago and it's been in my head this morning. So how do we know Will Smith was walking through the snow? I don't know. How do we know? Fresh prints. That's awesome. (laughs) That's my favorite one so far. Bar none. How do we know Will Smith was walking in the snow? Fresh prints. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. (laughs) You're amazing, Lynn. Great week ahead. Thanks for joining us. Like, subscribe, share, review, all the good stuff. Plant the seeds. You never know what's going to grow. Drop the rock, make the ripple, and try it out. Try it out. Thanks for listening. We're so excited you're here. Please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts. We're also on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. You can find us and join our tribe at Telling On Ourselves on Instagram and Facebook. Tribe out.